Morning prayer starts on page four. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 for the Venite on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 129 and 130 begin on page 506. Many a time have they fought against me from my youth up. May Israel now say, Yea, many a time have they vexed me from my youth up, but they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed upon my back and made long furrows. But the righteous Lord hath hewn the snares of the ungodly in pieces. Let them be confounded and turned backward, as many as have evil will at Sion. Let them be even as the grass upon the housetops, which withereth afore it be grown up. Whereof the mower filleth not his hand, neither he that bindeth up the sheaves his bosom. So that they who go by say not so much as, The Lord prosper you, we wish you good luck in the name of the Lord. Out of the deep I have called unto thee, O Lord, Lord hear my voice. O let thine eyes consider well the voice of my complaint. If thou, Lord, wilt be extreme to mark what is done amiss, O Lord, who may abide it. For there is mercy with thee, therefore shalt thou be feared. I look for the Lord, my soul doth wait for him, in his word is my trust. My soul fleeth unto the Lord before the morning watch, I say before the morning watch. O Israel, trust in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his sins. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of the book of Joel. Blow the trumpet in Zion, 
and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like the morning clouds spread over the mountains. A people come, great and strong, the like of whom has never been seen, nor will there ever be any such after them, even for many successive generations. A fire devours before them, and behind them a flame burns. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing can escape them. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses, and like swift steeds, so they run. With the noise of chariots over mountain tops they leap, like the noise of a flaming fire that devours the stubble, like a strong people set in battle array. Before them the people writhe in pain, all faces are drained of color. They run like mighty men, they climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation, and they do not break ranks, they do not push one another. Every one marches in his own column. Though they lunge between the weapons, they are not cut down. They run to and fro in the city. They run on the wall. They climb into the houses. They enter at the windows like a thief. The earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and moon grow dark, and the stars diminish their brightness. The Lord gives voice before his army, for his camp is very great. For strong is the one who executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it? Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent, and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and nursing babes, let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Here endeth the first lesson. Together Benedictus says, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praise and exalted above all forever. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the second chapter of the second epistle of St. Peter. But these, like natural brute beasts made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they do not understand, and will utterly perish in their own corruption, and will receive the wages of unrighteousness, as those who count it pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes, carousing in their own deceptions while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices, and are accursed children. They have forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But he was rebuked for his iniquity. A dumb donkey, speaking with a man's voice, restrained the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into the bondage. For if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. Here endeth the second lesson. Gather Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people, that they plenteously bring forth the fruit of good works, may by thee be plenteously rewarded, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, and neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our lesson from Joel um, contains some pretty significant imagery that, that, you know, helps us to understand some larger biblical themes. It starts out with the, with the idea that the Lord is coming, the, the day of the Lord. Um, and what's interesting is that um, in keeping with the biblical theme that recurs, this day of the Lord is coming through the agency of some foreign army. Um, the description of the of this army, this fearful army in battle ranks, has some hints to the uh, the Persian army, which may favor a little bit of a later date for Joel. They had uh, troops who were called the Immortals, and they they were famous for marching in ranks. And when one fell, they just got replaced. And and so the but but the point here is that the day of the Lord comes. Uh, it came to the northern kingdom of Israel through the agency of the Assyrians. It came to the southern kingdom of Judah through the agency of the Babylonians. When they were coming, the day of the Lord was coming. And here we have, again, the, the coming through the agency of a foreign uh, army. And um, what's, and, and it's apocalyptic language here, it's important to note, the sun and moon grow dark, the stars move. And this language comes into the New Testament, too, in Matthew 24, 29, Mark 13, 24, and in Revelation chapter 8 and chapter 12. If we don't understand this apocalyptic language, we'll misunderstand what it means. It, it doesn't refer literally to um, falling or it, it, what it's signaling is we're having a cosmic shakeup something cosmically significant is happening. God is revealing himself. And so these are sort of stage props of these apocalyptic events. 
And when we understand that, that's what helps us to understand the New Testament. When Jesus uses this language. He doesn't he doesn't mean when he uses it in the, in the Olivet Discourse, which is Mark 24, excuse me, Matthew 24, Mark um, 13, that the end of the world literally is coming. But but he's speaking really of the end of the old covenant age, a cosmic shift <clears throat> because um to uh, Israel through the Assyrians, the Babylonians, and in Joel through perhaps a Persian army. It came in the New Testament, the Roman army ultimately destroyed Jerusalem and the New Testament temple. And we understand the language Jesus uses, harking very much as prophetic language as Joel, um, that, that this, this is, um, it, it helps us to separate out the day of the Lord coming in judgment, which is a temporal event, and the second coming of Jesus, which is a different, but to share with Joel is very, um, it's sort of biblically constant. Um, the people have fallen away and become unfaithful. <clears throat> They're experiencing you know, crops failing in the field. We had a locust attack yesterday, and now <clears throat> the, the Lord is coming in judgment. And what they're called to do is to fast and turn to God in repentance and faith, hoping for God to save. There's few things are more or more basic to the New Testament message than that. God is coming in judgment. And if we put our faith in Jesus, we are saved from the coming judgment. And we uh, have, are given the gift of, of life, the gift of forgiveness. And so this, these thematic elements are all here. And this kind of is highlighted the way this changes is warning in this section uh, that that people not to fall away to false teachers. But he's he's talking about people who who had escaped the corruption of the world and then fall back into the corruption of the world. <clears throat> Says it's worse for them if they escaped it, if they came in and tasted the glory of the kingdom and then lost it. <clears throat> and this makes the point that in Christ, something new happened, that. The definitive day of the Lord was the judgment that came, that Jesus came to die for our sin. The, 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 what came to sin from the, from the God came, fell on him. And now through his death and resurrection, the gift of the Spirit, the kingdom is here now. In a way, it wasn't in the time of Joel. Joel was looking forward to that, that definitive day. And we, we live in it, the kingdom now. We've escaped the corruption in the world. And so the exhortation in the New Testament is always to hold on to this salvation that we have in Christ, in the spirit, you know, into this former way of life. We already live in the midst of, of, of the reality of redemption that we have in Christ because, because it definitively um, the, 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 new, the old covenant age um, came to an end with the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and with the, with the judgment that came on the Jerusalem temple. And we now live in the new covenant age of the spirit in which we already are in the kingdom. We're waiting for the kingdom to be completed at the coming of Christ, but, we're, but we already are in it. And so the exhortation that Peter's giving is, don't fall into the world. We've escaped the, the corruptions in the world, and we now have life in Christ. We talked about yesterday the focus on growing in virtue, growing more and more into this life we already have as we wait for its completion at the coming of Christ. So anyway, there's a lot there today, but there's a few thoughts on, 
on on those two lessons. Continuing with a prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in the righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you today. Thank you, Chris, Robert, Bishop. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Bye, kiddos. Bye, everybody. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Have a good day.